0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592, or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, May the 10th, 2016. Hello, friends! Welcome! It's the Patriot Radio News Hour! Brought to you from sunny Phoenix, Arizona In the North Valley, Phoenix Airpark What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver And it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592 And the lovely Wendy's here today to take your calls Answer your questions, watch you through your orders Go check us out online as well At allamericangold.com Not only can you look at the products, order online But you can check out that news to disturb the comfortable the show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner. His name's Joe Jaquin. He's the CEO. He's been at this game for a long time, and his family's been at it even longer. A legacy is what you might call him in this industry. And his Did you say time's legend? Legacy. Oh, calm down. He spends a lot of time though reading those whatever, reading all of that nonsense that you cannot figure out well you know what he seems to figure it out and joe how do you do it how do you figure out what they're feeding us because there's so many sources that you can get your news from how do you break it down well you know
1: what here's the funny thing is there's really not that many and that's part of the problem you know and the mainstream media dominates everything but that's why people listen here and and i'm going to tell you what we're, we're putting together and, and and I'll say this we almost missed the show we we got we were working on something and we got sidetracked and we called in probably about 30 seconds before we went on the air we've got something i'm so excited and and Wendy and I were were having the debate of when is the last time we actually had this product and we have we've agreed that it's been at least, what was it, eight years, we think, eight, somewhere between eight to ten years, uh, but we, we're going to focus this show on what I'll call the other guys. You know, we talk about gold all the time uh, and why you need to have it in your portfolio, uh, but today we're going to focus on what I'll call the other guys, the platinum, palladium, in silver markets we're going to break all of those down for you we have a fantastic special lined up for you as well so you're not going to want to miss that we had i think wall street has lost its mind by the way lost its mind it's up almost 200 points today and i'm trying to figure out why i mean we we had gap come out by the way get ready to retailers closing stores, they can't close them fast enough. Gap came out and said same store sales horrific, down uh, over 5%. And For those of you, Gap is not only the Gap stores, Old Navy, Banana Republic, uh, they're saying that they're looking at somewhere between 140 to 300 stores are going to need to close. Uh, And I'm hearing a lot of analysts are saying it needs to be a lot more than that. Solar City uh, they were out with earnings. They missed badly. Solar City uh, going from bad to worse. Lumber liquidators, we know that they've been having problems. They continue to lose money. And then Macy's, they've warned on sales as well. And you think about retail. When you talk about this great jobs recovery, you know, when we were doing 200,000 jobs a month, you know that over twenty five percent of those jobs were retail jobs? So you're talking between fifty to seventy five thousand were retail. Now you start just going down the list. Either either they're going out of business or they're shutting stores and it's and it's turning into this tidal wave, almost like this tsunami of store closing. Uh, so you're so when you sat there and we saw Friday, the big miss on jobs on Friday, you know, Wall Street's trying to act like it didn't happen. And trying to pretend like like things are going to get better and you look at, hey, we're going to essentially lose twenty five to thirty five percent of the entire jobs market was retail. I mean, you just think about it. I mean, from Sports LA to sports authority to Gap now with uh, Old Navy and Gap and Banana Republic, Sears and Kmart and now we talked. J.C. Penney's came out and said we got problems. Now uh, we hear from Macy saying that they've got problems, and then Nordstrom's is coming up next. It's just
0: it's incredible. Well, I tell you, uh, the the Sports Authority on Sunday we took uh, uh, Pam. My wife, PM Austin's mom, to to a little uh, Mother's Day dinner, and we passed by a sports authority. I said on our way back, I'd like to just go in there. You had thought it had been pl- pillaged and plundered, <laughs> like a bomb went oh off. Oh my right? gosh! The, the, I mean, the people. I mean, I didn't. Uh, you know, I went through some of the products in there, shirts, uh, sports equipment, stuff like that. Just and the prices weren't reduced that much, but I'll just tell you. They're going to be empty. Uh, my guess is in the 30 days, next 30 days, completely Yeah, but empty.
1: you know what? what's left? I don't even know if they could give it away. You know what I'm saying? It's it's already. It's been picked through. Right. There, there's a reason why they're going out of business is my point. I'm looking at those that stuff because I was in the sports LA and I'm like, I don't want to buy anything here. Um, well, I guess not. And the only thing I was looking at was I'm waiting for it to go to forty to sixty percent off because I'm uh, buying some more weights for for uh, my kids. Right. That's 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 what I. That's what you're looking. That's at what at. I'm waiting for. But uh, but anyway, Wall Street apparently thinks all of this is good news. I'm not really sure. I have no idea. Now I did find out. You know, yesterday gold was down pretty substantially. All had to do with the Bank of Japan. And they have come out and they reiterated it again this morning that they are not going to allow the yen to continue to get stronger. They're going to intervene in the currency market. This is the same thing that Trump has been talking about with all of these countries deciding hey, no, we're not going to let our currency get stronger. United States, your currency needs to be stronger. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break.
0: Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every
1: girl. It's the, the anthem of the American retailer, Closing Time. Great job, Ramon. Just right on point. Our, our toll-free number, again, 800-951-0592. i got to give a shout-out uh, to one of our customers, Jack the Roofer. He is the a legendary roofer here in the Valley of the Sun. If you need any roof work done, you got to give Jack a call. He uh, provided us with some Trump 2016 Make America Great bumper stickers Uh, Jack, thank you for that. We appreciate that. Um, Talking about the other guys. You know, Will Ferrell did a movie called The Other Guys. It got a little funnier, you know, the second, third, and fourth time I watched it. You know, I like Will Ferrell. He's a pretty funny guy. But some of the – him and Mark Wahlberg were in that movie. Did you see that movie? They were the, like, cops.
0: Yeah, the other guys. Right, the other guys. The other guys, yeah. America!
1: (laughs) Yeah. So today we're talking about the other metal. Specifically, I said before the show we have an item we haven't had in years. We've got thirty to forty, somewhere on there. You know that's the number we got. Thirty to forty. They, they are a, in the cage at our bullion bank. So we we've I don't have them here physically, but they're gonna they're they're coming here. They're they're actually physically there. A uh, one ounce palladium maple leaf coin. They're $695. And I'll tell you right now, palladium looking very attractive to me right now. It's sitting at, if you go back and look at palladium over the last five years, it's been over $900 uh, and has only been in the 500s. Right now it's sitting at, I think, $589 right now, which is the lowest it's been uh, really when you look at palladium in the last, only in the last year has it been under $600, really the last about seven months. And the funny thing was is you couldn't get any palladium because we've been trying. We've been trying for at least that long. Back when we first got all, when we were trying to get all the platinum, and that was what, November, late November? And we had been working on getting platinum as, as far back as September. And we didn't even start running any platinum because there wasn't any. Palladium, there hasn't been any, and it, it seems like years. I know we haven't run them on the air at least since
0: 2010.
1: And and I was thinking, you know, Wendy and I were kind of debating, somewhere between 06 and 08, and it may have been even 05. And back when we did run it, I remember running it the first time around. It was somewhere in the 200s. Right, and it went all the way up into the 900s back here in the in the mid to high 500 range you can pick up one ounce palladium at 695 dollars uh, which during the last five years uh, palladium hasn't been below like i said in the 500 until the last six or seven months uh, and i think it's a great opportunity uh, to pick up uh some palladium. Like I said, we have about 30 to 40 ounces of one ounce palladium maple leaves. We have just as many. We got another 30 to 40 platinum maple leaves. Those are at 1,200 today, and we talked about historically platinum always more expensive than gold. And I shouldn't say always because it's not now, but uh, historically speaking when you go back the last you know to the 1970s when gold started trading on the the commodities market there's only been three times where platinum has dropped below gold and of course it never stays there uh, but still right now it's i want to say you need 1.2 ounces of platinum for an ounce of gold, so it looks like still a lot of upside in the platinum market. Uh, remember we ran these in December, and I want to say it was nine hundred and ninety five dollars, I believe. Uh, platinum uh, is is about eleven or a thousand fifty. Uh, and it's been in this range between a thousand, say a thousand forty to a thousand eighty five, a thousand ninety. While gold has been consolidating, I think we're getting ready for another leg up in that market as well. So we've got 30 to 40 platinum maple leaves at $1,200. Uh, remember, you know, the United States, we used to mint platinum. And platinum, a very it's a hard metal. It's tough on the equipment. Um, it, it's not as easy to work with as gold, obviously. But the United States we just stopped minting it. The mint just said, you know what? forget it uh, And that's why you, you're you're seeing now the only stuff out there uh, tends to be either Canadian or, or Australian uh, pal- or platinum. They're about the only ones that mint it. same with palladium we don't the United States doesn't mint any palladium coins. Uh, the Canadians do. I'm not sure, I know the the Russians made a coin at one point in time on the palladium market, but these are very, uh, you know, especially on the platinum side, very rare metals, uh, and very few of the mints actually produce any palladium or platinum coins. so quantities are always difficult to get. Uh, But when you solely look at this from a, from a just a an investment perspective you have palladium that is the lowest it's been in 5 years always a great opportunity when you buy things at the lows uh, and then on the platinum side you know historically going back and you know we're not going back 3 or 4 or 5 years we're talking about going back 40 50 years uh, and picking up platinum, still having the ability to pick platinum up, an ounce of platinum for considerably less than an ounce of gold. Uh, right now, like a twenty-dollar gold piece, you know you're looking at about thirteen hundred fifty bucks, and you can buy a platinum maple leaf for twelve hundred bucks. Uh, that that just just seems like it makes an awful lot of sense when you look at uh, what what it's done over the last fifty years. So we have those both of those products available, uh, like I said, the platinum or the palladium, we haven't run in, you know, eight to ten years, and I know the, the maple or the, the, the platinum, excuse me, we ran, what was it, five months ago? In four, January. Yeah, four or five months ago, yeah. something like that, uh, and then we had to wait, remember, we had to wait because the Canadian Mint was behind, and they kept pushing us off and pushing us off. Uh, and then finally, I think it came in, in about early March. Uh, these are actually live and ready. You won't have to wait. Uh, one ounce platinum maple leaves at 1200 One ounce palladium maple leaves are at $695 today. And uh, like I said, uh, platinum right now at $1,045. And palladium. Is now at five hundred and ninety. Plenty must have heard me talking nice about it, uh, so it continues to rise. So pick some of those up. Uh, what we'll call the other metals today uh, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The CBO was out last night. The Congressional Budget Office said in its latest report that now one in six. Young men in the United States is jobless or incarcerated in prison. So you think about, you know, when we've been talking about this as the jobs disappear. You know, the, the really the the new endangered species and that we're finding out is the working male. Right? We talk about the only section of the job market that had been growing was women over the age of 55, but the biggest part of the job market that's been contracting has been males ages 16 to 45, and actually really 16 to 55, and now the CBO says that one in six men ages 18 to 34. I mean, we're not talking about 16 17 year, years old here we're not talking about well he's still trying to figure out life at 21 or 22 we're talking about all the way up into your mid30s is either in either jobless or in prison according to the latest government report and it's a striking amount of male and what they're calling annihilation male annihilation that has been on the rise since the 1980s. So we're seeing this trend. Like I said, it doesn't happen overnight. And this is a lot of the, I think, a lot of what makes things difficult to really put your finger on it. Because it doesn't happen suddenly. You're talking about something that has been going on now for 30, 35, 40 years and essentially it's taking about a generation by the time this thing is done the the working male is going to be an endangered species they said the cbo said out of 38 million young men in the united states 16 percent were jobless or incarcerated And they said that the share of young men without a job or in prison has increased substantially since 1980, when the number was 1 in 10. So now we're sitting here with 1 in 6. I guess at what point do we do something about it? I mean, really, when you think about it, what jobs have we lost that the, the working mail used to do? And I think the answer is really obvious. right these were the guys in the manufacturing plant. These were the guys that were working in the mill. These were the guys that before free trade, before NAFTA and GAT, these were the men that were working. You know you, you know Ronald Reagan and, and brought in the Japanese because right? we needed the Japanese to buy the debt that Reagan started increasing, and we needed them to buy, and we started giving away our jobs, and all of a sudden you saw the rise of, of the the Japanese automobiles and the Japanese television sets and all of that, and it just continued on and on and on. And you know, the funny thing is, is really, I only hear one guy. Isn't it odd? Only one guy talking about bringing jobs back? You know, I, I guess I wonder for all the people out there as we voted over and over and over and over again for the same people. You know, I think about like John McCain, right? I'm not a John McCain fan. You guys know that. But where is he at? I mean, he's been there the entire time this has gone on. You used to have one in ten, and really, when you thought about it, okay, uh, a certain amount of people are going to go to prison, right? That that happens. I mean, that's just part of society. You got a certain amount of people that, well, let's face it, I really don't want to work. I'm a bum. And then you add maybe a few more that, hey, you know what? I'm trying. So one in ten, kind of, at least in my eyes, seemed like a
0: normal number, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, it's the job market, and nobody knows what direction to go to find a job, especially if you're a young male. By the way, there's a, there's a um, myth. Is there a myth out there that those males don't want to find a job anyway? Has life become so easy that they are, um, as you call them, givers and takers? They're the takers?
1: They're just the t- permanent takers.
0: Are they? Well, you know what? Here's
1: the thing. Think about
0: what Bill Gross said last week. It only takes 21 days hey, to create a habit. Right. Listen. What? It only takes 21 days to create a habit.
1: We're going to talk more about that. Patriot Radio News Hour. Pick up some of the other guys. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number 800 95105 nine to the latest from the CBO is we've gone from one in 10 18 to 34 year old males jobless or incarcerated to one in six and it's happened just since 1980
0: I find it interesting that right now there's documentaries on HBO and uh, Dateline about the business that is prisons, and that they are owned by corporations. Prisons are, and so the more people we get in jail, the more money these prisons are <laughs> They're private prisons, yeah, right? All are, that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an industry.
1: The, uh, but really, when you start looking at at the the numbers, the even the CBO says, you know, it really has to do with the economy and policy. And so what they're trying to say is, well, the economy's not very good, and, oh, by the way, uh, the government kind of conspired against the working 18- to 34-year-old white male, or well, not even white male. These are all male. And now we're down to only uh, down to one in six now. I guess at what point, you know, when do we get concerned? At what point do you think we're going to want this stuff back? What, when one in five? one in three, one in two? At what point are we going to want it all back? You know, when you sit there and you start thinking about, and then like I was saying before the break, where have our elected officials been? while this has been going on. Where have they been? You know, they talk about, we need to be more educated. That was the problem. We got more educated. And it's still worse. We're way more educated today, more people graduate from high school, more people graduate from college, more people attend college, more people go on to get advanced degrees today than ever before in this country. And yet the numbers still go the wrong way. You know what's funny today, you know what they said, When, of course it's a little old because it was a March number. Job openings climbed to an eight-month high. <laughs> then they said actual actual hiring fell to an eight-month low. And, of course, one of the things that I know that most of you don't, right when the, the news media prints that headline, because here's what they'll print. Job openings, eight-month high. That's all you'll get. See, what they don't tell you is, Oh, by the way, April the 1st, you know what was due April the 1st? All the people that wanted to get more foreign workers into the country, you had to submit your application for how many that you needed, which immediately led to what? A huge spike in job openings so they could say, See, we posted all these jobs and we got nobody to fill them. We need these foreigners in here. But you won't get that you got to tune in here to get that this is how the game works and this is what exactly what our elected politicians allow these companies to do and the funny thing is is you know what most of us you don't care you just don't until it happens at your company and then you're the one being told hey you're gonna train your replacement and if you don't like it, then you can leave right now without a severance package. And it happens continually, over and over and over again. But you know what was funny? I read the little job openings report. I mean, it's only a couple paragraphs. Job openings eight months high, and then they said hiring. Yeah, no one's actually hiring anybody. It was that eight months low, but no mention. No mention whatsoever of why it would be why would March all of a sudden be a big spike in job open, and then the at the same time the very the very same day well actually the day before because this came out yesterday the CBO says oh by the way man ages 18 to 34 it's never been worse since they've been keeping track of the data more 18 to 34 year old males are out of work or in prison and by the way the prison thing really hasn't moved that much so let's just call it what it is or out of work than ever before in the history of the United States think about let think about what that what the ramifications of that is you know here you're sitting there how is it we're supposed to have economic prosperity when you're looking at the employment of males being the worst in history?
0: I don't know. Take it on a personal level. What if it's your son? What if it's your son-in-law? What if it's your dad, and he fits in those demographics of 18 to 34? Where is the self-esteem at? Because you can't find a job. Well, you said something and
1: really interesting. 21 days to make a habit.
0: That's a, that's what they say. It takes 21. Do you want to quit smoking? It takes 21 days of not smoking to make it a habit of not smoking. You want to quit chewing? It takes 21 days. It you got to, it, it. It's a so if you've been watchful. out of work for 21 days, all of a sudden getting being at home for 21 days becomes a habit. Okay, Be, I mean, eating on a diet after 21 days, you've developed certain habits in your eating pattern. The daily patterns, you've adjusted them for 21 days. If you're out of work for 21 days, three weeks, all of a sudden you've developed a habit of, uh, I don't wake up at the same time anymore. I'm not being productive every day anymore. The lack of production that you used to produce is not there anymore. These are psychological and psychoanalytical things that people look at within human behavior And within that behavior, you start wondering why it becomes easier and easier not to look for a job, because it's become a habit not to look for a job.
1: When you think about it, though, really what the the numbers are saying, there's
0: not a job out there, right? I'm not saying that I disagree with that at all. What I'm saying, though, it becomes more difficult the longer you've been out.
1: See, and you know what's funny? You know what else becomes more difficult? It's just like really start applying that same psychology to government. You know used to at least I used to remember there was always a candidate and usually multiple candidates talking about running for president, running for Congress that was running on a platform of smaller government, right? always was that guy. That guy's gone. Right? And all of us, it almost is like society in, in general is saying, we don't want smaller government anymore. We like this big government stuff.
0: Well, here's the thing. I believe that it works both ways. 21 days of breaking a habit to improve your health, that can happen. But... Twenty-one days of doing bad things also becomes a habit. You just get fatter if you keep eating the yeah. same stuff
1: every day. How about twenty-one years of the same thing? That'll really wear on you.
0: Patriot Radio
1: News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. That zero five nine two. That is the toll-free number. We're running the other guys today. One ounce platinum maple leaf at $1,200 and then a coin that is well, it's r- rarer than the American working mail. A one ounce palladium maple leaf at $695 at 800 You know, we're talking about a lot of different things. I wonder if uh maybe they're gonna have these museums they'll open up and they'll have a a little thing where they have like a factory floor and, and have a male got a male person standing there and saying there used to be, you know, this
0: is what American males used to do. Oh, yeah. Down this hall, you'll find the American forklift driver. Down this hall, you'll find the American welder. Down this hall, you'll find the American uh, uh, fabricator. Down this hall, you'll find the American laborer. You're just not going to find those jobs anymore, but you'll find them down the Hall of Fame of Jobs of America through the 1900th century. The the Hall of Fame of
1: Jobs. I love it. Yeah, there you go. We can put them all in there. How about this? You know what's interesting? We talked about Donald Trump's comments about the debt. And at first he said, hey, listen, I know a lot about debt. You don't always have to pay 100 cents on the dollar. And that got people upset. And then he came out and said, okay, well, if you don't like that, you know, we can just keep printing it if you want. Right? Either way, because we own a printing press, so we can do that as well. And then uh, this little article came out. And, and it is blaming Donald Trump. Donald Trump is now threatening the 401Ks of the ordinary Americans. This is the crap that they try to get you to believe. Donald Trump hasn't attacked your 401K. Our elected officials have put us in this position. He didn't create the $19 trillion of debt. He didn't do any of that. He's not responsible for what's going to happen over the next 10 years when the debt goes from $19 trillion to, to $40 trillion. He didn't do any of those things. He wasn't a member of Congress. He wasn't in the House of Representatives. He didn't pass any of that legislation. But they want you to think it's his fault. And talking about who owns the most treasury bonds. China, Japan, Saudi Arabia? The answer is none of the above. It's us. We Americans own almost $5 trillion in Treasury bonds all told. I don't know which of you own these Treasury bonds, but you need to sell those bonds and call me at 800 That's more than twice as much as China, Japan, and all other exporting countries Uh, Exporting countries put together So when Donald Trump Monkeys with the US Government debt I like how they use that word He has in two interviews In the past few days This isn't just a matter Of abstract Economics Or of sticking it to foreigners It's about Threatening to take your personal 401Ks out into the backyard and beat it like they say as a rented mule. And you know what the funny thing is: is, is the guy that writes this piece, I'm not going to tell you his name because it's irrelevant because he's an idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. Is all of this is going to happen regardless? So this is very typical of what they like to do. Which is what? Make you sound like an idiot, make it sound like you're a tank. just because Donald Trump is at least willing to have the discussion?
0: It's just dialogue.
1: Right, hey, we gotta do something, there's a problem here, maybe we should talk about what the possible solutions are going to be. But they don't want you to think that there is a problem. Right, they want you to believe, hey, we can run deficits forever. Of course, countries have done this before. They all end the same way. And and, and really, when you think about it, this is kind of the, the, the biggest problem that I think faces America today. Despite all of the technology, despite all the different ways for you to get the news, the media controls, especially when it comes to the debt in Wall Street and banking, absolutely. We've watched as the banking industry went from 18,000 banks, now we're down to 5,000 and change and shrinking every day, and nobody said a word. No one even talks about it. Matter of fact, they try to tell you less banks is good. So what? So what if 80% of all deposits in the country are in five banks? Big deal. So what if you own $5 trillion worth of treasuries and we can't really afford to pay you back? So what? It's fine. Don't do anything about it. Don't question what's happening. And you know, here's the sad part about it. Is do you know who writes all the legislation that allowed all of these things? you know who wrote NAFTA and GATT? Do you know who changed all the banking laws that allowed? Because we used to have laws that prevented these type of massive banks in these countries. Do you know who wrote all that stuff? We'll talk about that next. Patriot Radio News Hour.
0: You wake up in the morning you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants
1: on. <laughs> That's, the other guys thank you remote that makes that's pretty funny my big boy pants i've been waiting for that one i love it i loved it uh, our toll free number 800 running the other guys uh one ounce platinum in palladium coins the platinum coins at 1200 the palladium coins uh at 695 a quick look here at the market uh Silver's unchanged, seventeen oh five, gold's down three bucks, twelve hundred and sixty two dollars. The Dow's up one hundred and ninety four points. I still don't know why. I haven't figured it out, but uh you know, that's just how it works. But we we're talking about how did it all happen? Who writes all these laws that got rid of all these jobs that the male workers used to used to have? Who wrote all these laws that that got rid of? of 13,000 banks in county it was the bankers and it was the manufacturers they wrote them that's who writes them and then they wine and dine our elected officials and they get in to vote for them and then somehow they come out and try to tell us what a great job they did for the American worker and nobody cares Nobody talks about it. Nobody holds them accountable. right? Where is the media grilling these banks for writing the legislation that allowed them to annihilate the competition? To put us all in jeopardy. Because that's what they've done. Because they allowed themselves to get this big, you know what their answer was? God, Frank, you know who wrote that? The same banks we had to bail out. Which just simply said, hey, just let us take it from our depositors instead. We'll call it even. They won't know the difference. And this is the problem, and this is the path we're headed down. And you know what? Here's the funny thing, because I remember Eric used to say it all all the time. One of these days, we're going to want it all back. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I hate to use the word. I hate to use the word revolution. But this is what this country needs. We need to wake up. We need to want it back again if we're ever, ever going to have a chance to be great again. Not only do we need to want it back, we need to demand that they give it back. And unfortunately, for, for some people, you know what, let's face it. You know what, I'll put the evil doer right where it belongs. The bankers and the pinstripe bandits, and they need to be taken to the cleaners. And that's really the only solution as I see it. And until we get to that point, and we're seeing it, right? We're seeing unrest here. We're seeing some unrest there. We're not there yet. But things are getting ready to get drastically worse again. All this economic data that that's coming out in the next six weeks, I think, is going to spell a whole lot of trouble. And you look at just one industry, the retail industry, and how bad these numbers are coming out. That used to be twenty five to thirty five percent of this great jobs market gone. Patriot Radio News Hour, pick up some of the other guys. At 800-951-0592. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day.